thanks everybody uh, for tuning in uh, to this week's uh, session of Slice of Life Sciences. Um, today will be a fun conversation. I have gotten to know Bernanda, Bern <laughs> saying the last name just made me trip up on the first name. Bernardo Cervantes, who uh, I've gotten to know him for close to a year now. Um, and just to give you a little bit of background on him, but we'll dive much more into it. He has a PhD from MIT um, in microbiology, microbiome, and synthetic biology, I believe. Um, after that, jumped immediately into becoming a co-founder, um, which previous entrepreneurs we've had on the show, um, that wasn't the case, so interested to hear how this came about. Um, and Concerto Biosciences is the company he co-founded, less than two years old. Um, I'll let him talk about what they do. Um, and we'll dive a lot more into Bernardo's responsibilities, what it's like helping run a early stage, fast paced, growing company. So Bernardo, thank you very much for taking the time to chat. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, no problem. Uh, so we're excited to hear your story, career shaping experiences, learn a little bit about your background. So whenever we've had um, the privilege of speaking with co-founders uh, on this show, um, I find that a, a lot of listeners like to hear about where you're from and kind of kick things off from the beginning. So I, I thought we'd start with a couple questions um, about who you are. Um, and how you came to be. So where'd you grow up? Did you have any people, events, or early on in your life that kind of shaped the interests that you wanted to pursue later on? Yeah, I, I grew up in Mexico, um, in Tijuana, Mexico, to be, to be more specific. Uh, so I, naturally, I wanted to be a, a football soccer player, as you might imagine. <laughs> and uh, when, when that dream died, eventually. They didn't make the World Cup this year. Mexico? Did they not? Did, did they? Did, maybe. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I guess they did. Um, my my facts are completely wrong. I, about it. Anyway, I, I, I saw them. I should I, I should check. I, I I know this happened recently, but I have, I have not been paying as much attention <laughs> so, as I should. Um, so yeah, when when I mean when that when that dream died as uh, as it as it does around twelve or thirteen year, years old, I uh, think my parents sat me down and had that that typical conversation of hey you, you know you can be you can be whatever you want to be um, but what was what was super key at least for me is that they they backed up those words with actual support like they've been incredibly supportive so uh, when I when I eventually changed my mind uh, from going to medical school in Mexico and instead decided to go to community college in the US they they didn't bat an eye they just said sure how can we help? And uh, I guess since then it's been it's been a lot of of me trying to find people that are willing to to be that kind of supportive, that are willing to just say, sure, you know, that's what you want to do, go for it. How can I help? And 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 me trying to grow enough to be that kind of support for for other people as well. So it's. Um, it's uh, now I actually I, I keep a, a PowerPoint. You were asking about people and, and, and events, and now I keep a PowerPoint slide that I call it my my wall of fame, and it's just all of the people that have said yes when they could have said no, that have especially those that said 
yes when it would have been easier for them to say no that gave me an opportunity to to grow a little bit so uh, it's a it, it's been a lot of people and a lot of of random little events from 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 community college to 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 now so it's hard to put to, to pick one and and and, and highlight it with well, the PowerPoint, I'm sure, has been growing, so that that's good to hear. Did you know, um, going into college, what you wanted to study, um, let alone do after college, or was that shaped during your years and during your studies? Yeah. Um, so, when I went to community college, I, I, I didn't. I, uh, I knew that I liked medicine and biology and chemistry and I knew that I that I enjoyed fixing things with my hands so um, putting those together ro like roughly created the notion that biomedical engineering was a thing and that and that I could maybe go after that but there I had no clue that engineering microbes and that genetic engineering of of bacteria was a thing I, I didn't understand that concept at all that that I learned deep into the college experience so I uh, um, I, I, I guess I, I, I've been learning what I like to do uh, as, I, as I do it and um, back you know back in community college I had I was to, I was still thinking about medical school in the US instead of Mexico uh, which I'm very glad that I didn't do that that would have been painful in, in many different ways did you graduate from that community college and go somewhere else after what was the next step yeah so I did I finished high school in Mexico, went uh, three years to community college in, in near LA, and then I transferred to UC Berkeley to finish my undergrad. And yeah. then I worked at UC Berkeley for about a year and a half as a laboratory assistant, and then came to came to MIT for grad school. Uh, the the entirety of which was was. Uh, driving me more and more towards understanding how bacteria work and how they do really cool, interesting things by themselves and how we can ask them to do really cool and interesting things. Um, which is, I guess, eventually what the, what the, what the company is now, is now focused on. Yeah. yeah, did you, I guess at your time at MIT, did you you have certain mentors or I guess obviously you mentioned the wall of fame yeah. um, were there certain people that kind of guided you into spe a specific field and a specific set of projects and publications to start focusing your time on <coughs> I um, I knew so uh, when I started grad school I I was still considering the academic life right the, the the you do a phd and then you do a postdoc and then you go and become a professor and and, and you follow that life uh, and, and and pretty early on i realized that that was a path that would be um, hard for me to follow i think i i, I thought i would enjoy being a professor and i think i thought i would be good at being a professor maybe but but getting to being a professor was really hard and so like i i ended up having mentors and people that were like showing me all of this other different paths uh, uh, most of my undergraduate mentors ended up working at companies or starting companies themselves they um, uh, a lot of the people around me and especially in the boston area 
the there's there's a ton of people you know, trying to trying to uh, figure out how to take uh, biotechnology and create a bioeconomy out of it. So for 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 a while, I've been seeing more and more people see the benefits of biotechnology and try to try to convert them into actual products and try to take them out of academia and, and convert them into an into a new uh, economic power and so uh, as I saw more and more of that it was like okay um, grad school grad school for me needs to be needs to be something that positions me to either join a company or if the if whatever grad school ends up being uh, maybe I can start a company myself uh, so pretty pretty early on it was it was a all right the the, the academic path is not there for me. I, I don't think I'm gonna enjoy it, but maybe there is a there is a, a new way or a different way to impact people by bringing biotech out of academia and behind the paywall of, of academic papers. And <laughs> yeah, and 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 you you did not join like a large pharmaceutical company or anything like that right after your studies, right? You you started Concerto. Um, so I guess to dive into that, how did you meet your co-founders? Um, what was the motivate, or I guess just the overall genesis of the founding? Yeah, I'm sure it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the the um, the company is called Concerto Biosciences, and uh, I I actually joined a, a team of co-founders that had already sort of nucleate it and this is a play of, a play on words because there's a there's a program out there called nucleate um, which is uh, extremely good at helping small t new teams start companies and so two of my co-founders had joined um, the harvard nucleate program to to think about maybe starting a company um, while i was separately in my phd thinking you know how can i how can I start a business? Like, how can I make? How can I use the my knowledge and turn it turn it into a company in some way? And so they they reached out to me and and, and asked me, hey, you know, we have this idea. Uh, we think we think you might be a, a good fit for our team. Are you interested? And and it and it was it was for me it was a a, a fantastic click. Cause it's, it's sort of <coughs> excuse me, sort of like you've been thinking about something for years and years and suddenly you start talking to someone else that has the exact same concepts and ideas it's like oh my god and suddenly there's a team and, and they have they have much better you know they've they flesh they've worked on this for a while and they've thought it through with each other so they they have much better ideas than, than what i thought so it was super exciting super interesting um this was uh april slash may of 2019 so it was a full wow. year and a half before we actually spun out the company out of academia and for, I guess in in simple terms, what does Concerto do? Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess more granularly, what's the problem your team's solving? The perfect match team, is, yeah. as you <laughs> framed it. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. So Concerto Biosciences, we we discover healthy and useful bacteria. Um, so we know that there's bacteria everywhere uh, you know they are they are in on, on the table that you're that you're resting your arms on right now they're, they're absolutely in, in, in the environment around you and, and we actually know that most of them are good for us um, 
some of them are very bad, uh, but most of them are good. And, 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 and in some cases, some of them are, are more than good. They actually like actively solve problems for us. So what Concerto does is we discover the bacteria that are capable of solving problems for us um, so that we can then make sure that we keep them around and that we don't eradicate them. Um, the, the problem, there's, there's sort of two problems. One is that uh, we have a mentality of killing 99.99% of bacteria whenever, whenever we can. Um, uh, the, the notion of a clean surface is one that has no bacteria at all. And so that is, that is one mentality that we, we need to rethink towards, is there a better version of this? Is there a version where instead of a surface clean by removing 99.99% of bacteria, can we instead populate it with the good kind of bacteria, the, 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 the bacteria that will help us? Um, that is one problem that is more of a societal problem. On the science side, the problem is that there's, there, there's too many bacteria out there. So it is hard to know which ones are the good ones and which ones are the ones solving a yeah. problem. And beyond that, they like to work in teams. So you can't just, you know, if you have a list of a thousand, you can't just test the, the thousand of them to see which ones are the good ones. You actually have to you know, test two combined with three combined with 247 and see, does that work? Um, so then it explodes into, you actually need to run millions and millions of tests. Uh, and that is what Concerta is extremely good at. Uh, we use a, a technology developed by one of my co-founders at MIT um, called K-Chip. And it, it, we, we can very quickly uh, scan through the, the millions and millions of combinations of bacteria to see which ones are useful, which ones can solve interesting problems for us. I was going to say that sounds overwhelming. So that technology must be quite impressive. Um, what applications are, what are you, what are you targeting for your therapeutic areas, at least now and then potentially down the road? We, we started by pointing the, the, the technology at um, atopic dermatitis, uh, more specifically at the role that Staph aureus, which is a, a pathogen that, that tends to be quite, quite problematic for, for some people, um, plays in atopic dermatitis. So we were looking for a combination of bacteria that can control Staph aureus, and more specifically control its virulence. Uh, its ability to secrete toxins and to and to really mess with the skin. Um, we started that when we when we we when we started the the company in the summer of 2020. You know, right in the middle of the pandemic, when 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 things are particularly easy to do. Um, so we um, we worked on that for about a year, and now we have a uh, a combination of three strains of bacteria that are surprisingly good at controlling Staph aureus. Uh, and we're we're thinking about how we can turn this now into a uh, a product that can be tested that, that we, to see if it actually works with with humans. Um, now that we've sort of like shown this one example that is is going extremely well, now we're looking at at a bunch of other applications. And the cool thing for us is that it doesn't uh, the end application 
doesn't change the way that we do the work. To us, it all looks the same. To us, it, it all looks like, hey, here's a list of strains of bacteria. Can it do, you know, can we find something that, it, that, that does X? So it doesn't matter if it's in agriculture, it doesn't matter if it's in consumer products or in other human health applications, the, the core technology works the same every time. So we're, we're, we're super excited to, to try it in as many things as we can. Uh, so we're looking, we're looking to find uh, basically other companies that are interested in, in, in microbial combinations and generally in studying um, microbiology in, in, a, in the combinatorial space. To partner with them and to to so that we we're not just keeping this technology to to ourselves so that we can use it for as many problems yeah. as, as possible what's your i mean having heard how you joined concerto i guess what's your has your day-to-day job roles shifted i mean i imagine you it's a fast growing company you're doing a ton of different things but mm-hmm. what what is your role within the company now at least so yeah, my role right now is to to develop our strategy to take that first combination of bacteria, the anti-staph bacteria, and and figure out how we're gonna take it from the discovery in the lab into actually testing it in humans. Uh, and so it's it's mostly a strategy development role. Um, that being said, our team is is seven people, so. I, I wear all kinds of different hats that include, you know, uh, I am often in the lab running still some some discovery experiments. I am, uh, I deliver the mail. That's 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 one one of my various roles, for example. Uh, so on, on any given day, I, I, I have, I I either spend the entire day in the lab or I I spend the entire day uh, meeting with with people um, around the world that have develop bacterial products in the past to learn how they do it and, and to see if I can figure out how to do it myself, um, how to do it within Concerta. So uh, I, I think my, my, my favorite days are the ones that have like a little bit of everything where like I go into the lab and I also meet, you know, I meet with my co-founders to talk with a with an investor and then I go and talk to a, another company that is doing something similar to us. and And, and so like, it fulfills all of the different roles in, in a single day, and at the end of the day, I, I, I truly feel like a, like I started a company. You know? Well, and it, it must be nice because the day must fly by when you're doing totally different functions every two hours or so. So um, as you look back on the past couple of years or close to a couple of years, um, out of curiosity, what, what, what are the biggest challenges for a team of seven at the moment, um, did you expect those challenges? And then I guess just for those that don't know, your team's been in the news recently, so just sharing any notable successes recently, which I'm sure people would love to hear about. Yeah, challenges, I, oof. there are different challenges all the time and they're mostly unexpected. So that's probably the most challenging part of them. Um, I think so. The the hardest thing is getting very good at answering the question: um, Should I do it? Should I hire someone full time to do it, or should I pay someone part time to do it? Um, that is that is absolutely the hardest question, and it's the hardest question because it happens with absolutely everything. It does it it, it absolutely it, it doesn't matter. And at, and at the beginning, you don't have the capital to 
hire just random people to do X, Y, and Z. So you yeah. end up learning how to do random HR things that, as a scientist, you are not particularly interested in, maybe. Uh, and and or learning how to read legal contracts. And, you know, we have fantastic uh, legal help. Um, but but sometimes you just ha end up having to read this random stuff that it, it's just not <laughs> not what you you know you want to be in the lab you want to be solving the science as a scientist I, that's what you're excited about at the, at the beginning anyway so I think that's that's the hardest thing to 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 develop a good strategy for yourself and for your team so that that question can get answered quickly um, uh, and all of the budgeting implications that comes with it of course so i would say that's it that's the biggest challenge um successes we we've i mean we we, we have a we have a, a candidate lead uh, for for a new product that we're super excited about and and we um, um i i think i i love asking anyone that is that is looking to join concerto as a team what's what's their What's their definition of success? Because every single person has a different definition of success, right? And I often, by asking that question, I, I end up getting the question asked back. And I was about to ask yeah, it right back <laughs> to you. And um, I think the, 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 the bigger the circle of people that is positively influenced, the more success. And if we if we manage to put out a, a product out there that uh, that helps people uh, with eczema, then that would be the biggest success. So uh, it's we have a we have a lead candidate that we want to advance to to see if it actually will work in humans. Awesome. And uh, we've 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 been securing the the necessary funding to do that. So it's super exciting. We have the the team is is growing. We have many. Uh, job descriptions out there if anyone is interested please please check it out <laughs> and um, and uh, we'll be moving to to a new lab space growing to, to a lab space that is this is about 10 times the size of our current lab space so it's it's very exciting very very exciting how has how has uh, that, that, that's obviously all super exciting how, how has the or I guess have have you and the founding team kind of established a culture that you're you're planning on keeping throughout? Obviously, with all the job postings and everything, you'll be growing a lot. So, is that an important piece for you and the team? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, it was one of the very early conversations that we had as a as a co-founding team. It was, what are we? <laughs> What are we gonna stand for, right? As a, as a, what are, what are our company values? And and usually you think, oh, company values. It's you know, some, it's some third or fourth link in the website. And nobody looks at it. It, it, it doesn't matter a lot. Um, but it, at least to, to us, it matters a ton. It's it's, it's actually the second most um, uh, referenced thing that people um, tell us when they when they tell us that they want to join Concerta. The first one is, oh, the science is super cool. And the second one is always your core values are, are very well thought out. 
um, and, and, and it, it always puts a smile on us because we, we thought about it a lot. Uh, we, um, uh, we, we care, we care about, uh, our team and how it interact, like how each piece interacts with each other. Uh, and so it is important that everyone that joins us reads our core values and, um, and, and, and reads every time you pick up a core value, you, you let some things down, right? You cannot, you cannot claim that you will grow, uh, by experimentation and also, and also be like absolutely perfect in everything that you do. Right. So you, you, you need to yeah. pick something up and put something down and, and, uh, we, we put a lot of effort into that. So we're excited about it and, and, and we're hoping that everyone that joins Concerto is also excited about those. Out of curiosity, how did the name Concerto come about? That's a, that's a good question. So we, we went through all so many names. I, I am in the process of moving apartments right now and I, I found a notebook from like a couple of years ago and it has just like lists and lists of, of different names. Um, at some point we just hit in the, on the theme of, of music and one of our co-founders, Jared, is, is, a, is a gifted pianist. So uh, that resonated a lot with him. And uh, a concerto is uh, has a usually has a, a central figure accompanied by an orchestra, and in microbial ecology, which is what we where we operate, that tends to be true. It happens a lot where they, there's a keystone species that is supported by an orchestra, like a microbiome. So that that hit us. That, that like that made a lot of sense to us, yeah. and from then a lot of little jokes started to spin out. So. Our first product is called Ensemble Number no. Two, and uh, it's Ensemble Number no. Two because our, our you know our most favorite, our most important ensemble is, is our team. So our team is called Ensemble Number no. One, um, and we you know our, our happy hours are called jam sessions. It's uh, it's permeated our entire culture. Interesting. Yeah. That's all. That's awesome. Um, I guess we're we're running up on time, but I I like to ask every. Um, entrepreneur this question and I, it's a very probably common question to ask but I know a lot of listeners appreciate it just I guess what would be the biggest piece of advice you would give to an entrepreneur in your sh shoes at the stage in your life that you were when you kind of decided to go down this road and do what you're doing now yeah I would so I, early on, we received this piece of advice of, of um, creating a, a, a moldy jar of, of people that give you advice. Uh, and, and the idea is that, you know, as you're trying to do something new, as you're trying to build a, a new company, there are a lot of very experienced people that know a lot of things, but they won't necessarily know what you are working on because what you're working on is is new is but by definition is, is, is new and different right so there the, the advice is, is is often very very standard you need to do things this way and then this way and then this way and that is extremely useful advice but you need to take it with a grain of salt because what you're doing is fundamentally different so it's we we call it the multi jar where we keep all of all of this uh, you know 
people that give us that that kind of advice and every once in a while you you, you open the moldy jar and you you hear the ah it needs to be done this other way it needs to be done that other way and then and you close it and, and you you put it away for a second and you think about it and then you're like all right you know they're right or in this particular case i think they're wrong and, and i'm gonna go my other my, my own way so um it's a it's a it's a long-winded answer to 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 say you know everyone will give you advice and, and ultimately you, you you're gonna have to know best so take it all you know T- take all of the advice and, and, and be careful with it <laughs> <laughs> um well thank you so much uh bernardo um it's been great chatting with you and and, and i very much look forward to continuing to hear about the successes you and your team have so um excited to keep my eye out in the news as as well as everyone else so th- thank you very much it means a lot thank you thank you for having me